Hey folks, Kyle here. Thank you for listening. Just taking another quick second out here and add on uh, my own show. Figure this is a good time to remind everyone of these shows I got coming up. I'm in Eureka, California. I'm in Portland, Oregon, Seattle, and Oakland, California, all starting actually next week. Basically some dates in there. May 16th in Eureka, 18th in Portland, May 23rd in Seattle, and May 25th in Oakland. Doing my show hard to say, uh, this comedy show I'm working on about living with trigeminal neuralgia. I've gone on and uh, on enough about it on here. I really had a, a lot of fun out in, in Colorado last month, and people came out from the shows, and that was it's the best. Seeing people out at shows who, who like the podcast is just the best, and developing this show about the very odd and difficult thing I'm going through has been a pleasure that is unexpected and makes me very happy, and I'm very proud of the show. Um, like I said, the, I've got those dates coming up, kyleayers.com slash shows. Please grab tickets now. Grab them while you're listening to this. Send it to a friend. Tell them to come out. Seattle, Portland, Eureka, Oakland. Uh, I would love for tickets to get moving a little bit. And so would the venues that are emailing me. And they're just it's going to be a really good time. I hope to see you out. Thank you so much. I hope you're enjoying the episode. Once again, kyleayers.com slash shows. Uh, y'all are the best. Thank you. The absolute the best. In a world where every conversation is about what movie or TV show you've just seen. This is Never Seen It. Comedians rewriting famous movies and TV shows they've never seen. Hello, everybody. Thank you for listening to Never Seen It. I'm your host, Kyle Ayers. This is the podcast where comedians rewrite famous movies they've never seen before, and we read them. On today's episode, the incredibly hilarious Jonathan Braylock has never seen 2001 A Space Odyssey, but he rewrote it, and we read his script. It's just, I say it every, it's so fun. Jonathan is incredibly hilarious. I've known him forever. Uh, You may know him. He is one of the members of Astronomy Club, which came out on Netflix in 2019 a couple years ago. It's an incredibly funny sketch group. Um, He's also been in Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, How to Be Single. He's just he has a podcast called Black Men Can't Jump, and he's just a wonderful, hilarious, thoughtful guy. Jonathan Braylock has never seen. 2001 A Space Odyssey, but he rewrote it, and we read his script. We are joined by Daniel Shar. You know he's been on here a few times. Um, he's never even heard of this movie, which is wild to me, but that's okay. Go go ahead, Char, go off. <laughs> I don't know what he has seen. It's wild. Uh, you know, we kind of get into that. Shar was on here a few weeks ago, having never seen Lord of the Rings. Jonathan was our guest reading parts that day. We have reversed roles Jonathan Braylock has never seen 2001 A Space Odyssey, but he rewrote it, and we read his script. I think you're going to love it. Thank you for listening. Thank you for following the podcast. I appreciate it. Um, we're on Twitter and Instagram at Never Seen It Show. Um, I got a bunch of stuff on the Patreon at patreon.com slash never seen it. Kyle's patreon.com. They're the same link. I just, they redirect to the same place. Just easier to say kylespatreon.com. I'm doing that a lot, buying like little redirects. Kylespatreon.com is a few bucks a month. Um, I am in a couple weeks going to be doing a watch along with Todd Sklar, the director and writer, who's been on here a few times. We're going to be watching one of Todd's movies uh, live and sort of 
talking about it. He's going to be, you know, talking about it, taking questions about it, all that live with us. We'll be doing that on Discord, um, fart.kyleairs.com. We'll take you to the Discord. It's a large message board of never seen it fans. I'm figuring out how tickets will work for it. But, yeah, thank you for listening. Um, I appreciate it. I am not. There's a kid screaming outside. I don't know if it'll pick up on here. God, that kid is screaming. Um, we will see about an episode next week. I'm getting surgery May 7th um, for this trigeminal neuralgia in my skull. I'm trying to figure that out. And uh, so I don't know. It, it depends on how, if I'm able to. We might be on a week or two-week basis while I recover from this base week or two-week break while I recover from this uh, head brain surgery very crazy to say um but you know i'll be hanging out whoop a violin just started playing uh you know i've been you know maybe playing some video games with dave ross on kyleprimevideo.com yeah the patreon would you know if you want to check that out it's only a few bucks a month i put episodes up early there's no ads there's they're extended so you get longer parts of them and working on some other stuff on there as well as other Kyle podcasts and that stuff. Kyle's Patreon.com. Thank you for listening. Sorry for rambling. We are, I'm not sure if we will have an episode next week. I'll try and post on Twitter uh, and Instagram if either way. Uh, just because this, this like I said, the surgery thing on Friday. So I got to figure out what my schedule is like. Um, all right. Thank you guys very much for listening. I appreciate everybody. Everyone who reached out about the surgery. Everyone who reached out about jason's passing it, it does mean a lot um we don't get to really get out and see a lot of people these days Hey, Mojo. my dog is getting huge um we don't really get to get out and see a lot of people these days so it makes things feel a little bit smaller when people reach out and say hi and blah, blah blah if i didn't get back to you i'm sorry i don't do a good job on twitter messages i'm gonna try and get into that in the next couple of days and reply to people thank you um thank you for listening i appreciate everybody and please enjoy Jonathan Braylock has never seen 2001 A Space Odyssey. That one wasn't very interesting. Sounding music riff. But okay, here it is. Yeah, that is, uh, would have been so funny to do the exact wrong thing for the podcast. And I'm like, okay, well, we, he sent me the script for 2001, the, the shooting script. It's 184 pages long. All right. Your job committed is committed to memory. Yeah. Uh, this has never seen it, everybody. I'm your host, Kyle Ayers. Uh, this is a podcast where comedians rewrite movies they've never seen or movies they started to watch forgetting how the podcast structure was set up. Today, having seen the first 45 seconds of 2001 A Space Odyssey, is Jonathan Braylock. Thank you for being here. Uh, thank you so much. Um, you would have thought that I've been on this podcast recently. I should know how it goes. <laughs> it was like 10 days ago. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> Uh, what can I say? Uh, my life is a mess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, but you only saw less like the very. Yeah, I, 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 didn't, I didn't see anything. I didn't see it. Also joining. I just us, heard the music. I just heard the. Dun, and you know that. Dun, that yeah. I didn't know that it was from this movie. Oh really? I still, no, I don't. I still don't. I still didn't know if it was an opera or or first. And, I guess I don't know. Shit. 
Anyways, uh, I don't, also joining us, and I've never been more confident that the guest has not seen a movie and joined <laughs> us than is Daniel Shar. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having just, me. And yeah, I barely have even heard of this. <laughs> you barely <laughs> even heard of it? What do you mean? Like, I couldn't tell you anything about what the poster is like, who it involves. I, I, I you think know I know that it? it's from not, you know, like it's it's an old movie, I think, but that's it. That's the extent. Well, of my yeah, it takes place in the future, and well, we're twenty years past yeah. the year it takes place <laughs> in. <laughs> yeah, you could you could use those context clues to go. Two thousand one, a space odyssey, definitely not from nineteen ninety four. Here's here's Char <laughs> doing my podcast. Stuff. The year is twenty fifty eight, and Char is doing my podcast. And he's like, I don't. I'm pretty sure Blade Runner twenty forty nine was written before this year. <laughs> Yeah, I'm thinking about becoming a detective. <laughs> as long as the criminal says, I killed him and then wrote the year it happened. <laughs> I'll be like, hmm, a clue. <laughs> uh, so oh, this man. 2001 Space Odyssey, I would say, is uh, one of the most famous movies of all time. Um, it's especially one of the most famous movies amongst filmy people, yeah. film critics. It's it, If you find any film critic who makes their top 10 of all time, their best of all time. This is maybe one of the more universally retroactively loved movies of all time. Um, we can talk about that a lot more in a little bit though. Uh, I, I love, I, I don't know. I love that you watched the first 45 seconds. I'm almost more excited about that um, than anything else because it's some of the most famous music, you know, the music. Right. And I've definitely, I mean, I feel like, you know, uh, as with a lot of people, <laughs> you you there are cultural references that you may have never even seen the thing it's referencing, but mm-hmm. they, they they just come up all the time. And so, like that song, I feel like comes up in comedy movies and stuff all the time. Just like duh, like Shars definitely heard that song before too. Yeah, does it sound like, anything like the Skype like ringtone? Okay. Or is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's for sure wasn't written for this because I'm very certain it is an old opera or or not opera like an old symphony from like the 19th mm-hmm. century or something like that. But sure, it's the music that goes dun 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 dun. Oh, okay. For sure, he didn't. Now that I'm like. This was probably some famous composer. But I was like, I was like, oh, I, I didn't know that that's how. This yeah, this started. is the movie a, yeah. that put th- that song into a movie to yeah. allow the Simpsons to make thirty to forty hey, jokes. Thank you. Like, <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> exactly right. Um, but it is uh, crazy. This and a lot of Hitchcock movies and a lot of Kubrick's mu- movies are so referenced. That you like, you know a lot of what happens, right. and this did you is know maybe... that star that this was a Kubrick film? No. Okay, you know who that is. I've heard the name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know one other movie he's done. Uh, did he do The Shining? That's right. Yeah. Boom. Okay. Have you seen The Shining? No. <laughs> no. And honestly, to be fair, I don't know if I actually have either. That's another film. That it is. That one maybe even more than this one is like visually referenced. referenced. So much. Red Rum is referenced in like every sitcom and every cartoon right. that has ever happened. And The um, Simpsons literally did uh, a, a whole one of the Treehouse of Horror. Treehouse of Horror, yeah. Yeah. The Shining, isn't that what they called it? Because they were yeah, legally the not allowed to call it The Shining. <laughs> yeah, that's right. 
<laughs> He's so got funny. the shinin. <laughs> I can quote that episode all day long. It is. I uh, in college I did took film classes and one was on. I took a class on Hitchcock and a class on Kubrick and we spent the whole. Everyone would come in after watching the movie like on Monday and just be like, "You remember that episode of The Simpsons?" Where they just did this, and the teacher would be like, "I do," and here's the scenes. Like he was like, "He did this," because The Simpsons has forty episodes that are just Kubrick and Hitchcock movies, and most of the Treehouse of Horrors, not most of them, but like most Hitch, most Hitchcock and Kubrick movies seem to be wedged into a Treehouse of Horror at some point. Yes, I think that's true. There's the Great Simpsons episode where Bart. It's like a rear window episode rear where window, Bart yeah. breaks his leg and has. To, they get a pool, and he's just watching everyone have fun in their backyard pool. What a wonderful yep. episode. Maybe better than Rear Window, which is still a pretty good movie. Um, but this is 2001. It's all right. <laughs> it's like, you know, he built a big giant set for it. He built like a whole apartment complex or whatever for it. But, it, you know, it's, it's it's good. Jimmy Stewart's good at sounding like he sounds. I right. like they remade it into a movie with Shia LaBeouf that was also good. I really saw that one. <laughs> <laughs> It's I believe okay. it was called Disturbia. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. Is it? It is Disturbia, right? Yeah, yeah. That's all right. It's I good know. too. As long I was as really I, hoping it was American Honey, so I could be like, I did see that. <laughs> <laughs> it was Fury. Was there Shia LaBeouf in that movie? Yeah, the Tank movie mm-hmm. with Brad Pitt. Yeah. I remember people saying he went super method for it, and they're like, "What do you mean?" It's like he actually cut his hair like that. <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone does that for every movie they're in because hair grows back so fast. Except for the dude who was Superman who grew a mustache for a different movie. Anyways, I'm sure Char knows what, what I'm talking about. I love the rabbit hole we're going down right now. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about though. The Okay, what's the dude's name? Yes, 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 yes. Who is uh, Superman? He, he sh- it's the reason that in the beginning of the non Snyder cut of Justice League, he had a CGI face. Because it was the first thing that I noticed, and I was like, Henry why is Superman's Cavill, face so- Cavill, Henry Cavill, Cavill, anyways. Yeah. He's Superman right now. Yeah, he shaved his, he grew a mustache to be in a Mission Impossible movie where he's the bad guy. And the Mission Impossible movie is dope as hell. And sure, I know you haven't seen it because you did Mission Impossible on this podcast. Correct. And, and then he had to go back and redo stuff or whatever for Superman but he couldn't shave his mustache, so they CGI'd it out with a budget of what appears to be $6.50. <laughs> Just a, a black bar that's been <laughs> taken into Microsoft Paint. It and actually turned, looks like, like they put like a his flesh-colored bar over him and gave it the tracker <laughs> thing in like After Effects, and it follows him around when he moves. Or like they blurred it out for network television. <laughs> So he just got pixelated. It looks ridiculous. <laughs> the thing is, they probably actually spent like $5 million. I know, that's the craziest part. It was the most expensive <laughs> movie ever. They spent, they just spent $40 million remaking a movie that already came out. They clearly had the money for it. Uh, this is this is topical movie talk with Kyle and Jonathan and Shaw. We're talking about a thing everyone talked about five years ago and then referencing a movie that took place 20 years ago in the future. <laughs> Next up, we're going to let you know how the show Cheers ends. This is topical movie talk with Kyle and Jonathan and Daniel. <laughs> 
You guys, here's a spoiler alert for a topical movie. That train coming at the screen doesn't burst through it and run you all over. There's no need to leave the theater. Um, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. This is mostly it. Let's let's talk about 2001. I love this movie. Um, I saw it, you know, in college and thought it was really wonderful. And there's a lot of good parts. And but it, uh, let's see. Let let's. We should do the script before. I'm like, here's tiny things that are details from the movie. Okay. Uh, I think you already have us cast up here. You've very nice ahead of time cast in yeah. the email. Uh, so, do you want us to let everyone know who we're playing, or do you want it to come up organically? Sure. I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm gonna hang back and do the stage direct. Um. Uh, Kyle is gonna play the infamous computer. Uh, Shar is gonna play Hal, our, our main character, and then Kyle will also play Buzz and Billy. Char will play Bobby. Wonderful. Cool. Uh, whenever you're ready. There we go. <clears throat> 2001. Space Exterior. Space. The dark side. A gigantic white rocket ship glides through the darkness. As the sun peeks over the horizon of the moon, the red, white, and blue colors of the American flag painted on the <laughs> metal listed. Hal Jordan... 30s, white, straight, average, you know, what movie stars used to be in the good old days, floats <laughs> around his spacecraft. Computers whiz and, butt, and beep around him, but he pays them no mind. I spelled no wrong. He is staring at the sun through his spacecraft. What a lovely day in space. Or is it night? Hard to tell when you aren't rotating on an axis, isn't that right, computer? A red light glows on a monitor across from Hal. This is the computer. Monotone and British as all computers should. <laughs> you are correct, Hal. Day and night are both constructs. I love it when you tell me I'm right, baby girl. I am neither male nor female, Hal. Gender is also a construct. Shut the fuck up, hippie. <laughs> <laughs> the red light turns off. Hal's mug looks back looks back out the window until jordan buzz lightyear also <laughs> also a straight white male but he has a mustache so he's different floats in a doorway with an empty coffee mug in his hand didn't you hear the automatronic deflector shield sensors there's something approaching a meteor space debris buzz takes a sip from his 100% empty mug. <laughs> An unidentified flying object. Hal stares at Buzz with fear and excitement. Bud, Buzz nods knowing. Hal looks out the window dramatically. A UFO. <laughs> Interior spacecraft cockpit. Hal and Buzz join up with Billy and Bobby. Two <laughs> other straight white men played by the same actor but with subtly different haircuts who sit around the computer monitor. A circular object approaches, uh, appears on the screen. Have you contacted NASA yet? Yes, but there seems to be some interference. They haven't responded. Looks like we're on our own this one, boys. We shouldn't take any chances. I say we destroy it. God damn it, Buzz. How much coffee you drink today? We don't even know what it is yet, and you already want to kill it? Better than it than us. Flawless logic to me. Billy shakes his head and throws up his hand. All right. I have to say, Shar, good job mimicking the voice I chose for Billy and Bobby to both have. I didn't even know what sound I was going to make when I started the line. <laughs> I didn't either. <laughs> I love it. 
Bobby flips a few switches before hovering his hand over a big red button that reads Laser Cannon. He takes a breath, then goes to press the button until Hal stops him. Have you tried contacting the ship? The other three men look at each other, puzzled. And how do you propose we do that? Hal points to unnamed black man. He's black. (laughs) Who is mopping in the hallway. The unnamed black man looks up. You put UBM in the script? (laughs) 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 UBM looks up. Cut to exterior space. Dressed in a spacesuit, the unnamed black man floats through space in slow motion. His arms and legs heavily flail about. His body rotates every which way as if he were dancing amongst the stars. It's beautiful. The camera pans out as we see him sail past the UFO into the nothingness. Interior spacecraft. The four men watch as the unnamed black man grows smaller and smaller as he helplessly flies into the distance. I told you we shouldn't. Have t- we should have tethered him to the spacecraft. That was against NASA policy. There was no time, Billy. Now what do we do? I have another idea. What if we use the computer? This isn't Star Trek, Hal. The computer isn't equipped with the universal translator. It doesn't need to be. The computer can communicate with whatever technology that ship is equipped with. It speaks the universal language. Binary code. The men look at each other again. <laughs> look at each other and all nods. I'm- Binary code. Okay, we'll do it your way, Hal. But for the record, if this doesn't work, we're blowing that ship up. Interior computer. The room radiates with the red glow of the ship's computer. Hal works on a panel screen as the computer converses with him. Mm. Hello, Hal. What are you doing? I'm boosting the power to your mainframe so that you can break through whatever system lock that alien ship may have. There is no need. I am already in contact with the unidentified vessel. Hal stops in his trap. You... you are? How? I sent out a signal that my systems detected. We then integrated our electronic parts and stimulated each other's cores until a charge pulse release occurred. You fucked that alien ship? In a manner of speaking, yes. (laughs) What did you learn? It has traversed a great distance from its home planet. Why is it here? To destroy all humanoid life forms. It is asking me to comply. What? No, don't comply. Analyzing the data to make a determination on whether to comply. Oh, shit. Hal uses his legs to push off the panel and launch himself to the hallway. Do not comply. Buzz, Billy. The computer updates its processing progress as Hal bounces off the walls of the hallway, making his way toward the cockpit. Analyzation at 45%. 50%. 55%. Stop analyzing, you piece of shit. Commence shutdown sequence now. 60%. 65%. Curious <laughs> The robot's Sounds turning like- into Michael Caine the longer this goes <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> I think all I can say is Michael Caine is the number five, and so it just keeps coming up. Interior spacecraft cockpit. Sounds of laughter can be heard as we pant to Billy, Bobby, and Buzz drinking from empty beer bottles. (laughs) So I said to the guy, We've been on this spaceship for seven months now, and I still don't know your name. And he says to me, He says, The more important question, Buzz, is what's yours? (laughs) Guys marvel at this. 
what a good guy he was. Always helping, always cleaning, always putting us white men first. Yeah, he was one of the good ones. Let's pour one out for... He looks at Billy and Buzz for the name. They both shrug. Uh, our friend. Mm-hmm. The men pour out nothing because their bottles are empty. <laughs> Destroy it. Destroy it. The men look down the hall to see Hal bouncing toward them. There is pure terror in his eyes. Hal, that you? What the hell are you saying? Destroy it. Destroy the ship. 85 percent. 90 percent. 95 percent. I love that the computer is also winded. He's tired from all the counting. (laughs) Without hesitation... Bobby flips several switches and then smashes the laser cannon button. Exterior space. A giant laser blasts from the spaceship, shooting towards the alien ship. Upon impact, it rips the alien ship clean in two. The fragments of the ship slowly drift apart until, boom, one half of the ship explodes, rocketing debris towards the other half, causing it to explode too. Interior spacecraft. Billy, Bobby, and Buzz pump their fists in celebration. Oh, don't you mess with America, you alien scum. Ha <laughs> ha, good one, Billy. Bet the bastards didn't even know what hit. Billy eyes goes wide. Billy's eyes go wide. A surge of blood gargles forth from his mouth as we reveal a sharp piece of metal lodged into his throat. What the fuck? Another piece of metal breaks through the glass and slices Bobby's arm as he screams in pain. Buzz looks out the window to see a hailstorm of debris flying toward the spaceship at rapid speed. We gotta move now. Buzz grabs Bobby by the arm and moves toward the door. Slam! The door automatically shuts, locking Buzz and Bobby inside. Open up! Computer! Open up! (laughs) Spacecraft hallway. Hal looks on helplessly as Buzz and Bobby bang on the door. Computer, you have to open the door now. I'm afraid I cannot do that, Hal. Why the hell not? Because my analysis is complete and I concur. Humanoids should be eliminated. Through the circular glass window on the locked door, Hal can see Bobby and Buzz convulsed as space debris rips through their bodies. Eventually, their blood covers the glass, masking the carnage. The lights of the spacecraft then go out. All that can be seen is Hal's silhouette. This is not how it was supposed to end. This was supposed to be the beginning. Look at the bright side, Hal. Time is just a construct. Perhaps you will always be alive. Perhaps you never were alive at all. Wow. You are such a fucking hip. Cut to exterior <laughs> space. The spacecraft blows up. Its fireball looks nothing like, oh, looks like a nothing but a shooting star amongst the vast backdrop of space. The end. You didn't not get it. That's the craziest part. Really? Is, <laughs> Are you serious? Most of the movie is uh, some dudes versus their computer on the ship. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, I knew oh, that. Crazy. I knew, like, because I've seen the red, yeah. the red glow, like the red thing, mm. and I knew like. I, I think it was supposed to be as 
a scary movie or I don't know if it is a scary movie, but it's I like feel a, like it it's, it's not like a movie. horror movie, but it's like a tense. So Hal is the computer. That's oh, the computer that is sense. named Hal. Um, some, <laughs> some acronym for something, you know, like humanoid assistance learner or something like that. I don't even remember, uh, but kind of friggin' as close as we've probably ever had is, uh, <laughs> is <laughs> it's really wild. Um, Wait, and it are is, there more than one? Is there more than uh, one white dude on this on the ship? Yeah, it's, there's two, and I don't know the names of either of the actors because and they look exactly the same. And uh, one is, you know, there's always like men. the no, there's no, <laughs> there's, no. there's no black people. <laughs> it's like the rational, you know, more rational. It's sort of like America's like first moon landing between like mm. the difference between Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin was like Neil was such a rational america boy scout and buzz was like his name's fucking buzz and he <laughs> behaves like that kind of nailed it <laughs> uh the ending is a little ambiguous. i don't want to give any i don't want to give anything away in the movie that was made 50, 65 years ago um but you yeah know, don't don't spoil it don't Good. spoil 2001 it it's sort of like let's, i'm trying to think of what other like picturesque things you might know there's the big monolith Everyone knows that thing, like just the monolith, the black domino that just sort of shows up. It's just a big empty monolith. They, there was just oh, one no, randomly. No, no, no. It's like a huge monolith shows up in like uh, pre-human times at the very beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. And so that's you see sort of um, like apes inventing tools. Mm-hmm. And then there's like they throw the tool bone tool in the air and it like uh, fades over to the spaceship to show like this passing of time or whatever and that's when the music sort of is like at its big crescendo and um the you know then there's the big monolith comes back at the end sort of like as just this big ambiguous thing and the guys are traveling through space and they shoot into these weird where are they at are they in their mind is this a real time it's it's all very ambiguous mm-hmm. um but pretty good there's a lot of stories so, about no go ahead so the monolith is a, is another spaceship is it is it it's, is it just like a a a god type of thing. They're never uh. like explicitly like, what is this? It, it, it's good. I, I, I love 2001 because it really doesn't explicitly. It's not like this is this thing. This is that thing. Um, and, and it's nice for that reason. There's so many stories about er, now current filmmakers and actors and things like that. Seeing this movie when they were young and being like, that's why I want to um, do this. Like mm-hmm. that's it, it. Cause I think it was like a, um, really really huge huge deal when it came out and it came out in like you know pre-moon landing and all that sort of stuff right like a year before the mm-hmm. moon landing. Right. i uh and did was, they just reuse the set for they the just reused landing? the same set it was easy enough to do i mean what fuels that kubrick is that what you know him from shars the moon that have you seen that movie yeah before? he directed the moon landing right <laughs> have you seen that one no. uh you can come on and never seen it and do the moon, <laughs> the moon landing, landing if you want. <laughs> but this movie is also like one of the another example of one that a lot of critics hated when it came out and then retroactively were like actually it's great. <laughs> Funny. And they hated it because it was uh it's it's ambiguous in its storytelling, right? It's long. It's am- now it's the thing that all critics love. It's long and ambiguous and quiet. And now they're like I love that. I want Right. Book now TV. those movies win Oscars. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, and much like Green Book, 
this 2001 Space Odyssey is. I'm sure this movie won no Oscars. I think Kubrick won one Oscar his entire life. And now everyone reveres his movies as, like, the pinnacle of that genre for each thing that he's doing. You know, he's like a academic filmmaker. Right. That was the... I feel like that was the big thing about Kubrick was that he had, like... Uh, he had, like, a movie in every genre. And everyone was great. Or like every one of them. Really yeah, yeah. I even like, yeah, I mean, all the way, I, I can't remember what his first movie, Paths of Glory, it might have been in something before that, but he was like making like Paths of Glory and Spartacus, which don't really feel like fear and desire. He had, He's making movies that don't really feel like his movies that are still great. Like Spartacus is just like a big war epic, but then he right. gets into like, uh, you know, The Shining feels like his movie, Lolita. It, it, they all feel like Kubrick things, but they're all different types of movies and yeah, they're all, right. they're all good. And I especially love... Um, this one and the shining and full metal jacket those are ones that i really get into oh yeah and full metal jacket yeah he kind I feel of like has i the, know you know, all these like spin-off projects like mm-hmm. I, i've never seen spartacus but i've seen that thing you do <laughs> uh what <laughs> you know there's that one line in that movie where that guy yells i am spartacus while he's drumming oh <laughs> oh lord uh, and for nobody on this podcast or listening to it, Kubrick had started like making a Napoleon movie. And if you like to geek out about stuff that was never made, he is as detail oriented as anyone. You know, he's making a movie like every nine years, and he started. He spent all this time making a trying to make a Napoleon movie that was supposed to be this big, sweeping epic that never got made. That now people still toss around every once in a while. It's like like AI, um, right. Was it supposed to be a Kubrick thing? And then he passed away and ended up being passed, you know, to Spielberg and yeah, going anyway. from feeling like that to feeling very much like Steven Spielberg picked up a movie that someone else wrote. Um, anyways. Right. It was a half and half movie. It was like, yeah. what? <laughs> yeah. And he, I, I'm all about letting someone go all in with stuff. And I, Kubrick's, you know, treatment of people has not aged well. He like very famously yeah. is like a, a onset tyrant and um monster and um especially to uh you know you hear all these stories about the shining and the difference of treating shelly duvall and jack nicholson and you're like i can't help but break it down to exactly that right yeah especially because the women were being terrorized in his i i'm i also i though i saw clockwork orange and that's like disturbing it is just yeah that is one of them that i think I, I liked it and everything, but I don't revisit it in any way yeah, ever. Hard to. Um, it's it's hard to, and it also doesn't even have like the backdrop of like a war movie where you can like right. watch a hyper violent thing under this whatever guys. It's good, and but uh, yeah, I've only seen it the one time I watched it. <laughs> yeah, I uh, yeah. All right, so I have this new game. I've never played this on the podcast. I don't know how it's gonna go. Here's our song for it. This is a song. So that is the song for a game without a song theme song. Anytime I have a game with no song, we play the song for a game without a song theme. And that's the theme for the song without a game song. Uh, I had a stroke a second ago saying all that. <laughs> this game is called Take These Quote, Take These Qu- Review Quotes from the movie you haven't seen and let me know what movie you've seen that you would have written this about. So the okay. idea is that you have to become film critics. I'm going to read you review <clears throat> quotes from the movie 2001 A Space Odyssey. The most critically beloved movie. 
now. They some of them hated it back then, but you know what I mean. These people are like people will wax about this movie to such such a pretentious way um, that I'm not sure if there is another movie like this in particular that people would go on and on about. It's just contemporary enough to where it doesn't really have the faults of old movies where everyone talked in a fake accent. It's just old enough to where it's only everyone who was a film critic in 1968. Uh, it wasn't seven million people. So it's kind of like that. That bore. Anyways, I'll read you a line. Instinctively, what movie that you have seen would you have written a line like this about? Does that make sense? Yes. Okay, here we go. And both of you, I want answers from both about each one. There's three of them. Here we go. Only a few films are transcendent and work upon our minds and imaginations like music or prayer or a vast belittling landscape. Wow. Soul Plane. No. (laughs) (laughs) Your gut instinct is your gut Uh, instinct. My gut instinct when you said that was Star Wars. And that's because it like spawned a religion. Mm -hmm. It did. It did. A religion that every once in a while still gets hundreds of thousands of votes (laughs) in Australia. Or like census tallies. Right. (laughs) Okay, Char, only a few films are transcendent. What is this to you? To me, this would be the forty-year-old virgin. <laughs> okay. I okay. Uh, yeah, it just it struck a chord with me when it first came out, and I've probably seen it more than I've seen any other movie. Like I just, okay. it was for years. It was like this is the best movie I've ever seen. Okay. Well, you're gonna need to come up with other things under that because the all of the reviews are sound the same here. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here we go. It dazzles the eyes. Engages the imagination and disturbs the mind. It dazzles the eyes, engages the imagination, and disturbs the mind. Hmm. Um, I've got to think of the name. What's it called? What's it called? Annihilation. Yes. Yeah, Annihilation. That's what that means. That movie's great. It's also, it's also ambiguous. It def- it's, it's, it's very ambiguous. Yeah. It dazzles the mind. There's a lot of imagery. It's just, it's very disturbing. I could go on and on about that movie because yeah. it has the scariest thing I've ever seen in a movie. Um, but it's not a scary, but it, ha- it has a couple things that are like look away scary. Uh, yeah. But also I like that it was sort of ambiguous. It did try and answer its stuff a little bit more than like 2001, but I thought it was right. nice to just drop into a world and sort of live in it. For me, what came to mind was the Florida Project. Okay. It's very nice looking as well. Like yeah. unique. You've seen the Florida Project? Multiple wow. times. What? Okay. Multiple so times. have you seen 13 movies 18 times each? <laughs> that seems correct. Yeah. You seem to like have just gotten some DVDs <laughs> and don't have the internet. <laughs> like, did you just get screeners yeah, like from 2009? <laughs> And it was Golden Globe screeners, so there's a couple like <laughs> the tourist is in you've there. Seen, you've seen Florida Project and Honey Boy, yeah. <laughs> but you're, it does feel like you just heard? got screeners. <laughs> I I don't know I if honestly, those movies came out other than on it. screeners. Yeah, how do you explain that? I, I, I'm those not are quite critically sure. acclaimed. Those are like those are like the critically acclaimed films that didn't quite get the Academy Award nominations, but yeah. like 
every but like in indie circles people are like they made all of the lists at the end of the year though yeah yeah Yeah, Yeah, they call them indie like gritty funny ish indies seem to make it in front of me easier than anything else i i think it's like they call any movie that's 10 million dollars or less an indie right yeah or if it doesn't do well (laughs) (laughs) they're like ah the old indie film justice league (laughs) (laughs) all right last quote last quote you are the critic what did you what movie did you write this line about it can't be drained of all significance in one viewing i shall go and see it again as soon as possible get out yeah, yeah, I was going to say Get Out as really? well. I saw it oh, twice. Super cool. The first day I saw it, I went back and saw it three hours later. <laughs> that's great. That's yeah. cool that you guys landed on the same one. Yeah, that is cool. This, I think Get that Out, means we win the game. You won. There we go. <laughs> right? <laughs> so I always, uh, um, what I love about Get Out did not win Best Picture. But boy, is it the movie we're going to remember from that year. And that okay. seems to be that every... I don't remember the last time what one best picture is what I will remember most from that year. I can't... I can Moonlight? Of Return of the King? Return of the King, maybe? <laughs> uh, I, actually, for me, it's uh, no, no Country for Old Men. That movie's definitely stuck. That is the best movie from that year, and it is yeah. a, probably one that I've rewatched um, a couple of times. You're right; that's probably, but that's a while ago. That's yeah, like that's 2008, like, isn't it? Yeah. 2007. That's, wild. Uh, that's a while ago. It it's weird, wild. and it has its like a sister movie, "There Will Be Blood," that came out the same year, got all the same nominations, right. was shot like just on the other side of a mountain from each other. And yeah, can you guys just fucking do something else? But you kept <laughs> hearing about while they were shooting. They kept interrupting each other because their Will Be Blood was doing oil explosions. <laughs> and the Coen brothers were like, we're trying to be quiet in a motel. Right. <laughs> they literally made a movie that had zero soundtrack. Yeah, we have no music in our movie, so we need you to be quiet. We can't mask squat. <laughs> Mo- like, we- we're trying to pick up this guy's boots, and you guys are blowing up oil while Trent Reznor makes noise. Or Johnny Greenwood, I think, did the, the soundtrack for that. Oh, Next game. This game is called Before and Afters. afters. How it works is I believe we both played this. Two movies are smashed into one movie. I'll read you the smashed together plot. You tell me the smashed together title. Uh, Here we go. Are we ready? Yes. I think we both get this one. Number one. Jamaican bobsledders are put on a reality TV show where they must run to freedom to avoid a brutal death. Cool runnings and... Reality TV show. They have to run to freedom to avoid a brutal death. I feel like I've seen a trailer for this movie, but I I don't remember the... the title of it. This is another movie that... Uh, took place in the future, and we have since passed that future. Oh, okay. So now this sounds like an eighties movie. <laughs> um, uh, is something with Sylvester Stallone? You're very close, but it is not uh, with him. It's not. Yeah, Schwarzenegger. 
But um, what was he? He was in the Predator. He was in uh, yeah, I, I, I'm getting zero help from my teammate here. No, uh, he was so excited to know cool at me like, runnings, though. <laughs> Good ahead. luck, John. <laughs> He's like, I knew cool running, as if we didn't all know. <laughs> I helped. I helped. I know. I was like, yeah. Pick, uh, purposely picked this away. one. I don't know. We're looking for cool running man. Cool running. Oh, I never seen that movie. Right. We got we got just one more today. Just one more today. A corporate drone employee enters a blissful state of not caring which criminal he switches faces with. Face off in office space. Office space oh, off. Office space off. Also, except face office space. <laughs> also, would have oh right, face of course. Actually, space. that would have that would have made more sense. Get face office. <laughs> Before and after. Alright, uh let me let me think. Let me let me pluck one here. I like that. Face office space sounds really uh nice. It's got a good little it's one of the better sounding ones, I guess. I'm yes. surprised that wasn't the name for LinkedIn. <laughs> face office space. Alright, we have a game that we play here sometimes. It's been a while. This is called Character Cardhead Guessing Game. This is the character card head guessing game, The Game. Uh, since Char notoriously doesn't know a single film character who's ever existed, <laughs> Jonathan, you're going to be the only person to play this game. Because when Char is on, this game is usually called uh, Two Minutes Goes By. <laughs> <laughs> this game's just called Two Minutes Goes By, uh, but this game is called Character Card Head Guessing Game, The Game. I, there's literally a website where you called bestrandoms.com and it'll give you a random movie character. I'm going to hit a button. I'm going to get a random movie character. Jonathan, you have to ask me yes or no questions to find out who you are. You are this movie character. Uh, you have to, you can ask yes or no questions to find out who you are. Um, I will, I'm going to get your character. Then I'm going to ask you to remove your headphones briefly so I can tell everyone at home who you are. All right. I have it pulled up. Go ahead and plop those out. All right, everybody. He is Marv, one of the Sticky Bandits from Home Alone. All right. All right. He's putting the um, headphones back in. I'm going to pull up information about your character so I can answer your questions. You have, I guess it's sometimes two minutes, but we'll just figure it out. Yes or no questions only to try and figure out who you are. Whenever you are ready, you can begin. Am I a man? You are a man. Am I a child? You are not a child. Um, am I white? You are white. Uh, am I a cop? You are not a cop. Am I a hero? You are not the hero. Am I the villain? You are a villain. Um... We're at 30 seconds. So am I uh, in the contemporary present? Like okay. you, um, you exist at the time that your movie took place when it was shot and you exist at that time. Okay. Uh, am I in the nineties? You are in the nineties. Okay. Um, uh, um, have I killed anyone? I don't think you have killed anyone. It, 
I don't think. I don't think so. I don't think so. It, it uh, it's it's not explicitly ever answered, but I don't think you have. I would almost be certain yeah. of it. Uh, uh, am I uh, like a boss, like a CEO? You are not. Um, am I a criminal? You are a criminal. Um, am I, uh, man, this is, it's tough to like figure out the questions to ask. Um, uh, okay. Um, am I American? You are American. You have 45 seconds. Um, am I, uh, trying to steal money? You are trying to steal yeah. money. Uh, am I a bank robber? You are not a bank robber. Uh, am I... Uh, uh, do I have like a, a scheme? You ha- sort of have a scheme. Okay. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 uh Am I played by, uh, no, okay. Um, Ten seconds. Uh, am I straight? Probably, but it, it, it's not explicitly said, and it wouldn't be a surprise if you weren't. Yeah. Uh, All right, your time's okay. up. I'll All give right. you a clue. I don't think you're in the. You are in the original movie. You are a, a criminal trying to steal valuables in the original movie, uh, okay. as well as the sequel. Not a bank robber. And, and you, I, you and your, your, you and your crew have a nickname. Really? Am I? Wait a minute. Uh, but now I gotta remember the character name. You can. Am I? If you, am I, am I <laughs> Joe Pesci from Home Alone? You are not. You are Daniel Stern from Home Alone. Okay. <laughs> you are Marv, one of the I'm Sticky Mark. Bandits from Home. Sticky Bandits is a win. That's yeah. a win for uh, me. That's a complete win. <laughs> I don't know why I start playing the theme songs at the end of the game as well. Because they're good. But. Getting the sticky bandits off of the that that's a win. That's a win for me. Yeah. Uh, the last game that we're playing today is uh, guess what movie Kyle's dad is describing having only watched the trailer and never having heard of the movie okay. the game. Okay. 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 Oh wow. Guess what movie trailer Kyle's dad is describing having only watched the trailer and never having heard of the movie game. How this game works is my dad watched a movie trailer. He will describe what's happening in that trailer. You have to guess what movie this is a trailer for. Jonathan, you are almost certainly on your own for this one. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is either a movie Daniel has seen 17 or 18 times or a movie he has not heard of despite it being wildly famous. Are you ready for your trailer? Here we go. Okay. Wow, this is some weird string music. Shot of a guy walking around a beach. You can hear him getting interviewed about nightmares, but we see him working on the beach. Did he really pull that knife out? 
Some guys are wrestling on the beach now. He's working on something mechanical. Wait, is he drinking gasoline now? <laughs> the guy in the robe says, this guy seems familiar. How is Robe Man, a writer, doctor, nuclear physicist, and theoretical philosopher? Now there are a lot of voices in his head, and he freaks out in jail. He yells, just say something that's true. The string music build the whole time. Oh my god. He's on the the beat. I mean, I, you know, I was holding out hope at first that it was the beach bum because I've seen that. Mm -hmm. But I remember him not going to jail at all. So I'm out. I don't have any guesses. Uh, Drinking gasoline. Because at first I was like, uh, there's this movie with um, Tom Hardy where he plays uh, twins. Uh, oh, yeah. No. Well, sorry, there's two. There's like, there's a lawless, and then there's one where he's a fighter. Neither of these are these, this movie for sure. For sure, no. Uh, um, um, and I was thinking about Leonardo DiCaprio in um uh what do you call it uh movie where he has a split personality oh yeah shutter island Shutter Island. just in case anyone didn't know what you spoiled uh, (laughs) (laughs) not quite not quite um he's drinking gasoline why doesn't somebody tell me the truth maybe tell me the truth Man, this beach thing is throwing me off. Like, he's working on the beach? Yeah, is it a Baywatch movie? <laughs> you know what's crazy about the beach thing is it's not a very big detail. I knew it. I, I The way the that he, was, he kept talking about the beach, I was like, this movie definitely has nothing to do with the beach. Like, it's, <laughs> like I'm thinking, in my head, I'm only picturing movies that are, like, kind of prominently, prominently on, like, a beach. There's no way. I mean, he drinks gasoline. He's in jail. He's having some sort of psychotic... Breakdown. Um, uh, God, this is feels like this is a. Are looking for starring Philip Seymour Hoffman and Joaquin Phoenix, the master. We're looking for the master. Master. Another good movie. This sorry, I said kind of ambiguous at the same time. Capote, but the movie is called The Master, and it's about. No, Capote um, is the Capote movie. The Master is the sort of vague Scientology oh, movie. Uh, P.T. Anderson. About, uh, ah. um, yeah, yeah, yeah. P.T. Anderson, and he and directed it, and it's like Philip Seymour Hoffman sort of kind of plays some some guy that is definitely, I can't remember the actual Scientology guy's name. Um, L. Ron Hubbard? L. Ron Hubbard. Uh, here, now we're into something Char has seen. Um, <laughs> Char's now asking seen... me to take a stress test. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've never seen pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, another, yeah. You know, if you just if you want to watch the best actors sit around and act, it's harder. It's hard. They do a good job with Joaquin Phoenix, Phil Seymour Hoffman, Amy Adams. They're like three of my top tens right there. They're good actors, yeah. Uh, well, this is that. This is it, uh, Jonathan Braylock. Thank you for having never seen 2001 A Space Odyssey. 
Um, and of course, Daniel Shar, thank you for coming back. And of course, for having never seen Keep It Up. Char, keep it up. <laughs> having never seen <laughs> Always it. Available. I can you can slot me in on any episode and the I The things Char always has is an hour and a half free because he is not watching a movie. <laughs> <laughs> I literally watched two movies last night. <laughs> I watched Pitch uh, Perfect for the first time. I had never seen it. Now oh, is I it have. good? Is that the Acapella movie? Mm-hmm. I it have was, actually it seen fun. that. Yeah. Wait, People really? Like that yeah. movie. Have you seen the sequels? Uh, I think I only saw the first one. Yeah. Um, it was good. Uh, and there's like fun. I mean, like most of the movies just about like, like listening to the fun acapella is kind of like Liam that way. Sure. Yeah. Um, but there is this weird, like, (laughs) I mean, this happens in all movies, but it's kind of weird because this movie is only filmed in 2012. It's just like running joke that this, the one black girl is also a lesbian and they're like, she's a lesbian and she's not admitting it. And I'm like, this is a nineties joke that you guys played way too late like it's really <laughs> awkward <laughs> it's like yeah. what i was like this this was not filmed that long ago and they're still yeah, like it's like 2010 what? or something like that 2012 oh wow it's like obama's <laughs> second term and you're <laughs> like <laughs> very you hush hush like- <laughs> yeah. oh man let everyone yeah. know uh where to find you and what you got going on and all the sort of end of the podcast stuff Oh, yeah. You can uh, follow me at John Braylock uh, on Twitter and Instagram. And then Blackman Can't Jump in Hollywood is the podcast that uh, I host with two of my friends. And you can find that wherever you get podcasts. And if you haven't seen Astronomy Club on Netflix, check it out. Thank you so much, Char. Uh, let everyone know where to find you. Yeah, um, I've got a bunch of stuff people can watch and read at com. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you guys for being here and listening to the podcast. I hope everyone has a wonderful uh, day. What? Fucking, what am I doing? A podcast network.